Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. It's that time again. Happy Friday. It is Good Friday. It is Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious, and it is a glorious day, in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., Today is, of course, Friday, April 15, the year of our Lord, 2022. Might as well throw that in. I haven't said that in a while. And, of course, it is Good Friday. I was raised Catholic, so I, you know, I kind of know. I remember a little bit. Uh, But uh, welcome, everybody. I do want to remind you, of course, also it being Friday, it means that tonight there is live music at the Hop Knot. Our amazing sponsor in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. They've got industry night, Wednesday nights, Thursday night, trivia night hosted by the great Bill Cini, who also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. And Friday nights is live music. And tonight, Mr. Sam Robbins is playing at the Hop Knot. So uh, if you get a chance, please... uh, Swing by, hear some great music, have a pretzel or two, have a beer or two. Please drink responsibly, of course. But uh, they've got a lot coming up uh, as we continue through spring and throughout the summer. So it's going to be a, a big, uh, big, big summer at the Hop Knot. And, of course, in a couple of months, Juneteenth will be upon us. And last year's Juneteenth was very successful. So this year is going to be even bigger than better, bigger and better. Uh, Kenny has kind of uh, clued me into some of what's going to be going on, but it's uh, it's it's going to be big. So we're really looking forward to that. We'll have more details uh, on that for you as we get closer. Uh, if you'd like to dial in today, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, 
Uh, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, and we will say hello to everybody in there in a moment. Uh, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I want to remind you, too, uh, coming up on the show this afternoon, we have Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Uh, we're going to do that at the top of the hour at 5 p.m. And this week, the subject is the uh, film that really put Quentin Tarantino on the map, uh, and that is, of course, Pulp Fiction. So uh, we look forward to that. Eric does a great job with those. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Easy hey, G. I wanted to wish everybody and the callers and you a happy Easter weekend. Easy G. Eric Agnan, happy Easter weekend to you. What are you doing? You getting together with family? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I'm going to get together with my folks. So I'm looking forward to that. So why, why would you say believe it or not when I literally asked you if that was what you were doing? Well, you know, my mother has been feeling the best for the last year or so, so anytime I get together with the folks, it's a good thing. I know, but I literally said to you, hey, what are you doing? Are you getting together with your family? And then you said, oh, believe it or not, I'm getting together with my family. Yeah, bottom line, we're getting together, so I'm looking forward to it. That's the bottom line, ago. because EZG said so. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you get- is this all set for me to come in on Monday? Yeah, you can come in on Monday. Oh, great, because the weather's going to be kind of lousy Monday night into Tuesday. Wait, I heard some snow a few minutes ago. Snow? It won't last until it's April, you know? I don't want any snow. That's stupid. Stupid snow. I know, snow. but it's April, you know? It's, it's not going to last. Well, if we get some, it'll just be some snow drops. Well, you know, Prince had a song called Sometimes It Snows in April, and apparently he was right. I never heard that before. Mm-hmm, yep. Sometimes it snows in April. Well, the main reason I called, uh, I sent you a uh, a thing on your Facebook messenger you about did. Pamela Smart. I can't believe she's in the news again. Her lawyer says she wants to uh, get out of jail free card again. It's not going to happen. Pamela Smart. Now, uh, of course, yesterday we received a very special phone call from the moose, Joel Elber, formerly, oh, know, that was great. formerly of the morning I, show. And uh, I, I as you may recall, uh, Easy uh, Moose uh, has a, a bit of a thing for uh, Pam Smart. Uh, if I remember correctly, I and would, uh, and would, Peter couldn't believe it years yeah, ago. Yeah, and would like to see her release. Oh, I saw this Ron. Ron thinks she's cute too. Does Come he? On, Ron. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, some guys like the bad girls, I guess. Yeah, she ruined my birthday years ago because he, 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 you know, obviously she was involved in that. Pamela Smart, murder of her husband. It happened on my birthday. Pamela Smart was at your birthday. Wow, no, she ruined my birthday that year because I heard about the murder. Birthday. That's not nice. She ruined your birthday. Well, that's. Uh, I hope she stays in prison for the rest but of her life. But she's not getting out that. of jail free card anytime soon, right, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. Was she sentenced to life? Life in prison? I mean, she should be yeah, in life for in life. prison. No parole. Yep. Well, that's that's a fitting sentence after she ruined your birthday. Yeah, but hey, like I, like I, uh, the lawyer said. I mean, the guy in charge, you know, of her keeping and stuff. The guy in charge of making sure she stays in jail says. You know, she may say she's sorry, but, you know, she's not going to bring back uh, the, the, the husband that she had killed. That is true. And it's not like you're going to get to go back in time and relive that birthday. Right, because everybody, everybody yeah, I, I know, it's, it's, that's, that's a stupid thing to say. I apologize. But anyways, the uh, Pamela Smart, you know, the, every time I see her in the news or I read her in the newspaper, I just, uh, yeah. you know, she says she's sorry now, but the like the, the guy makes sure she's in jail. You know, the guy on the on the. You know, I talk about the what do you call it? the prosecution says says the uh, too late for her to say she was sorry. She should have said it years ago. He doesn't believe her. Do you believe her? No. Only recently she she tried to take credit. She said, "Oh, I'm sorry for what I did," but it, only she recently tried to she's take credit. To get out of jail. What does she take credit for? Ruining your birthday? 
No, I know. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. But it happened to me on my birthday. No, the only one uh, the only one who needs to apologize is Pamela Smart. You don't need to right, apologize. But she, she only did it recently, I think, just to get out of jail free card, I like to say. If she ruined my birthday, I'd hold a grudge, too. Yeah. And I'd want her to... Uh, well, well, I know. So, seriously, though, Matt, I don't, I don't think she's sorry for what she did. I don't know. Uh, apparently, no one thinks That's she's... That's my belief. Apparently, no one thinks she's sorry because she uh, every time she tries to get out of prison, it doesn't work out for her. Well, look at that guy, uh, man said he never got out of jail. Well, he was pretty nuts, but yeah, he was never, uh, yeah, he was never getting out. Yeah. And everybody involved is out except for her, but I don't think you know she deserves she deserves to stay in jail for what she did. I agree. You know, there are especially the uh, guy's family there. He they're not in favor of her ever getting out of jail. No, they can't celebrate Easter with him anymore. That is true. If they so anyway, I just wanted to, I just wanted to vent my uh, frustration with the uh, news about Pamela Smart and again try to get out of jail free card. You know, I uh, I always uh, I forget that she even exists until uh, this comes up in the news. But uh, yes, I'm, right. glad, I'm glad you brought that to it our makes, attention. It makes EZG. me angry. It makes you doesn't make why your, it does. you know I really no control over it, but I guess it just, just rubs makes me the your, wrong way. Makes your blood boil, does it? Are, right. Are you going to go into a roid rage over this? No. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the uh, uh, change of subject. I'm looking forward to the five o'clock review because I've never seen that movie. I've never really been a really big fan of violent movies like that, but. I'll definitely see whether Eric's going to up his sleeve. Yes, it's uh, very good. You know, of course, I hear the re- reviews in advance. And and, I'm going to uh, try to follow the whole show today and see if I can get that, uh, figure out the song there. 20 songs are all sometimes the same yes. same uh, flavor. And if I win, I, I, get, I mean, i got to call up and have the answer for anybody else, I guess. Yeah. Do you think you'll figure I it out? I a $40 gift card involved because I think he threw in $20. I think uh, two other people threw in $20. There you go. I thought it was. 50. I probably get it wrong though. You know, you know me. I'm not. I don't know if you, well, you know me pretty well, but I, I stick at trivia. So do I know I'm gonna you? Try well? anyways. What the heck? I listen. To, I listen to the show anyways, right? So do I know you that well? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot about you that I don't know. Well, we went to trivia one time. I knew that NASCAR question, but that was it. Yes, but there's so much. I do that to Wednesday learn. thing with the uh, the trivia master there. Uh, um, uh, Oh, Bill there, and I I, Bill I, I, I get them all wrong every week. He's, you get them all I just wrong? Think trivia. Oh, man. Wow. We had a wrestling question once about Macho Man, and I knew that one. What was the question? Do you remember? Uh, something about snapping into it or something. I don't know. Snapping into a, a real Slim Jim? One. I think he was looking for what, what uh, commercial he sponsored years ago. It was Slim oh. Jim, you know? Everybody knows Snap that. Snap into it. Even, uh, even people who aren't wrestling fans know that. I think, was, I think it was something to do with the Macho Man, I, I, but I knew it because I'm well, a wrestling fan, obviously. So. If it was about Slim Jims and it was related to wrestling, oh, it was yeah, probably yeah, about I the Macho Man. I don't want to leave, leave with this uh, thought. Yes. The, uh-huh. I, I, I uh, Facebook messaged Jenny earlier. She said, mm-hmm. yeah, Charles is still under the weather. So if he's listening, feel better, friend. He is feeling uh, somewhat better because he is doing a show this evening. He will be on oh, the air. Oh, according to Jenny, the show's canceled. Nope, uh, Jenny, uh, well, yeah, Jenny thought so, but then Charles, uh, I was on my way here, and Charles put the word out online that they're going on the air after all tonight. He's, uh, oh, an update, all he's, right. He's feeling, all uh, right, well. he's feeling better. He's not uh, He's not 100%, oh, but he's feeling well enough. He thinks he can do a show. So the Charles Richardson show. What if traveling? You know, traveling up and down the East Coast like he did? That's true. Maybe that could make him under the weather, because that's a lot of traveling. And he did come to New Hampshire, and uh, who knows what he could have picked up here. No, I'm gonna say you did a lot of traveling. That's a lot of that's a lot of um, yes. work on your on your on your uh, body. 
Yes, Back it is. Back and forth, he did a lot of driving. Yes, his, immune, tired. his immune defenses were worn probably out. down. Worn out, tired, yep. Yeah. But it was great meeting him, though. That was definitely a highlight of my year. Wow. What if you're the one who gave one him his cold? Yep. Don't you feel bad if you're the one who gave him his cold? How do you know you're not? You could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, you I, could if, be. I, if I did give him a cold, I'm sorry, Charles. He does not. He, he doesn't have COVID though. He tested negative twice, so it's uh, all good. I'm glad to hear that. Wow. You know, it's like Freud but said. Anyways, the uh, I tried. I tried to find him on uh, on Facebook. So if he's listening, try to send me a Facebook request again. I believe it was. I got you on Facebook now, Messenger, but I don't have Charles. So I believe it was Freud who said, and if my dad's listening, he'll appreciate this. Sometimes a cold is just a cold. Yeah, I've had a little cold myself. A little cough. Yeah, a little cold. You know, I was going to go see the uh, Central King game today over uh, over at the um, Gill Stadium. Shout out to Kyle; he's doing it for the Channel 16 right now. Oh, Kyle, duties. Kyle Heavey from Off the Mark yeah, Sports. But, but it was a debut of the high school sports games, I guess. And uh, but I couldn't make it today, so I decided it was more important to take a three-hour nap. So. A three-hour nap. A three-hour nap. The good news is uh, there's more games. There's more games on the pipe. It's not 100 games, but it's like eight, nine games. So. He gave me the schedule, so shout out to Kyle. The dreaming started getting rough. Eric had a bad believe it, believe it or not, Believe it or not, Matt, I've never been to a high school baseball game. I know you probably never have either. And then he called this show to talk about it, but it turned out no one cared. <laughs> yeah, true. At this point, Peter would press it up. But who the hell cares? Oh, yeah, did you hear some of the Peter White morning show? It was a really good one today. But People's Mayor was on. The people's mayor Garza was there. The musical crowd. Did you know, by the way, about the people's mayor? We learned recently what the RJ and Glenn RJ Willett stands for. Do, do you know? It. it uh, well, you, you can refresh my memory. It stands for Reno Jacoby. Who knew? Oh yeah, he didn't agree with that. Glenn Reno Jacoby uh, Willett. Uh, no, it's true. I saw the uh, birth certificate. Uh, although I only saw the Canadian one, so who knows? Yeah, you probably heard the last of the show because it was funny. They were talking about gas. Yes, and uh, uh, Glenn's uh, uh, Peter played a special gaseous remix of uh, Glenn's song. Oh my God! Glenn Alette was saying, "Your mother's not going to like that." Uh huh. Boy, did you hear? Yeah. Uh, did you hear the the uh, song of Glenn's that we played on the show yesterday? Woo! It was oh something. God. He really. He really, well, he really went for it with those vocals, I'll tell you. Yeah, really... funny. Years ago, I met his mother once, and uh, believe it or not. And, you met uh, Glenn's mother? I asked her, does Peter ever embarrass you on the radio? She goes, oh. he goes, Eric, I've known him my whole life. He goes, nothing can embarrass me anymore. Why would uh, Glenn's mother be embarrassed by Peter on the radio? No, Peter's mother. I met him years, oh, met her years ago. Very yeah, nice lady, yeah, by the way. You have to be very specific. I that question. I said, does Peter ever embarrass you on the radio? He goes, Eric, I've known him my whole life. He goes, nothing can embarrass me on him anymore. That's right. Well, good. Well, you know, she's very supportive. <laughs> of him well she's known she's known him for a long time right yes <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about your mother your mother you know like my mother you know she knows me very well too obviously yes well anyway so this rattling on i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna i'm gonna uh hang up and uh i'm gonna be a listener from now on so see you guys on monday all bye right on. easy g bye-bye happy easter all right that was our friend easy g eric Agnan. You know, he did something, by the way, that uh, I notice people do this thing now where they say rattle on. I've been rattling on. And the word is not rattle, but sometimes what happens is, and, and there are many examples of this, uh, people take um, uh, different uh, words, like people will take, and it, it's something that happens collectively among the populace. It spreads. People will take two different words that could be used 
sort of, uh, you know, uh, almost uh, synonyms, not necessarily, and, and make an amalgam of them. So the expression is prattle, you know, prattle on, or you could say ramble on, but people have now uh, put prattle and ramble together and they say rattle. I've been rattling on, but that's not actually the expression. There's many examples of this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, I would like to order the Italian, um, but if well, you could take the jalapenos from the popper and put it on that, I'd appreciate it. Well, I, I know it's uh, probably going to cost extra, but I would like to do that. I can't help you uh, with an Italian. I'm Irish. <laughs> Get it? I'm Irish. Don't screw with me, son. I am really hungry, and I just got off of work. Oh, geez. Is that true? Uh, I, I Look, I just want to order an Italian um pretzel okay and and i'll i'll pick it up wow well it is worth the drive it is it is worth the drive i could put Are it you telling me this is not the hop knot no but i could but but very close i mean they're right across the street now i could get one for you and what i'll do is i'll put it in a warming bag and then it'll be uh so it'll be nice and ready for you uh when you get here Exactly. Yeah, and, and I was thinking about the the big barb. The big barb sounds like my aunt who, you know, <laughs> it, it comes with a barbecue chicken and Monterey cheese. That sounds really good. I think people should head over to the Hobnobbin right now and go get one. The Hobnobbin. That's what they call it in New York City. That's what the real New Yorkers the call hobnobbin. it. They call it the Hobnobbin. That's right. Yes. Well, in in, in a in a more serious tone here, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. I uh, I I uh, will be celebrating Sunday. With a Java Fog stream, ooh, and and for this week we'll be watching the Night of the Living Dead because it is on public domain. I can stream it if I want to and not get in legal trouble. Now, uh, Night of the Living Dead. What is there been? I assume there's been more than one version of that over the years, right? That that's uh, one of those movies that they've remade a number of times. I assume. Uh, yes, because it's on public domain. So, is it the original one that's public domain? Yep, the original, because uh, uh, George A. Romero had a big old screw-up. What do you mean? Uh, Copyright. Um, I would recommend watching a video by a YouTuber called Captain Christian, uh, but Christian is with a K. Okay. Uh, and And he discusses, like how Romero screwed up so that uh, the movie would actually become public domain. Oh, okay. So it's not a case of, because I know sometimes things end up being public domain because they're just very old and uh, no one kept up with uh, renewing the copyright or the trademark. But, but in this case, it's, it's, it's what, what it's not that it's just Romero just, uh, just didn't do it right. And so it ended up being public domain. Yeah, it was just some sort of issue with the uh, the filing for the copyright. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that kind of thing. What what year did this come out? Oh, uh, God, let me take a look here. It seems like that's that's a pretty old. I mean, is it black and white? Is it is it that old, or am I thinking of something else? It it is black and white. Yeah. Okay. Um, come on now. Was it in the in the fifties? I'm trying to get the 1968. There we go. Oh, oh, 68. Yeah. Oh, but he made it in black and white. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. I dig that. Oh, definitely. Huh. Interesting. 
So you're gonna. So what are you gonna? Yeah. So you're gonna stream it on your JavaFog channel, and are, are you going to comment on it as it goes? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Very cool. I mean, I could I could pause and and say something here and there, but I don't really want to like <laughs> uh, mess with the flow of it too much. Yeah. But yeah, it's you know I figured I've I've wanted to watch some good old horror on a on a stream, so I figured here's a uh, um, good time to do so. What time? What time are you uh, going on? Do you know? Well, so I started doing my streams at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, and then I started realizing I have a hard time getting people to join because of the time, so I figured, fine, I'll do 9 o'clock in the morning central. The idea with JavaFog is so that it's an early, it's a morning stream, so that way you can um, get on with it, then get on with your day, because everybody else is streaming at night. True. True. People can wake up, get some Java, and enjoy the stream. Yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Dirk. Well, we look forward to All that. All right, buddy. Anything? Uh, any, I will. I'll. Anything to add? Oh, what? What? Oh, are you going to no, be? Not uh, really. Are you going to be joining? Uh, uh, Charles is apparently going live tonight. Are you going to be? I know sometimes you're on there. Are you going to be joining them, Jenny and Charles it's and not, everybody? It's really not very often I get to join. I have oh. a friend of mine from out of town, out of state. Um, coming for our for uh, this week. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I'm setting aside time for him, but yeah, I mean, besides this stream on Sunday, the, the um, couple weeks after, I'm going to be going over the um, website ytmnd.com. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, ytmnd. What's that? It is earlier internet history. It is something that was bigger in the early to mid 2000s where generally people would, would make a GIF image or sometimes a still image and then have audio attached to it. And they would use oh. it to make all different kinds of jokes. Some, uh, some were actually informative too, but it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful um, way, way to view things. Well, beautiful way to express yourself online. Like you've heard of the term meme. Yeah. Like they had terms for what, a meme actually is. It's not just a funny haha picture. Um, like a meme is actually an idea that gets spread around. So in other words, um, a picture of, of bad luck Brian is not a meme. Mm-hmm. Bad luck Brian himself is the meme. And so YTMND.com was actually around before we even had this term that we could use. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to be digging up some, uh, some good old relics from the internet from there. And then the week after, I'll be exploring the website that discusses if that uh, Jesus is actually Hitler. Uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> that was actually a satirical website made by a good friend of mine. That's why that sounds familiar. Yes, you've talked about that before. I, I'm thinking that's, there's something familiar about that. Right, right, yes. Yep. The idea for that one was that um, uh, Kirk Wilcox was, was thinking of, like, well, if I put something on the internet, there's going to be some people who will believe it. Right. So he took that to the extreme. I got to look into that further because that's kind of a theory that I've always had. And I know it's not it's not an original thought, as evidenced by the fact that someone has already gone to uh, gone to prove that it's true. But um, but I've always so, you know, I'm sure most people probably think this or anyone who's thought about it has. But I've always had that theory that. You know, if you if you start something, some sort of uh, conspiracy theory or, or some sort of, 
crazy idea that uh, there is an audience for it. And by audience, I mean people who will actually buy in, um, you know, like the bird's not real guy, you know, who um, I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard him interviewed recently on Howard Stern out of character explaining why he did it. I've also seen interviews with him completely in character, you know, where he just plays it straight like it's, you know, but it, it's just amazing how, you know, he just he just had this idea. He puts up a website. He makes up a bunch of stuff about it. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, just Google birds are not real or birds not real. And um, and, and you'll you'll uh, you'll learn. And uh, but uh, don't uh, don't have too open a mind about it because you don't want to get sucked in and actually start believing it. But <laughs> but but that's always been my theory. You could put anything out there. And someone will believe it might it might be a very small group of people, but someone will believe it. Oh yeah, um, I mean, in fact, I mean, it, it, the the Jesus is Hitler stuff was like back when he was a teenager. Since then, I, like he has has very much developed in the content that he makes, and I highly recommend the stuff that he that he puts out there. Um, with with one of his more one of his uh, latest videos discussing about how the debate between. Um, socialism and capitalism is not about economics. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Uh, what's his name again? Kirk Wilcox. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look him. Like I said, I've heard you talk about him before, but I gotta look that up. He, he sounds very interesting to me. I think I would enjoy his if, content. If you could manage to get him on the show, I think it'd be fantastic. Ooh. Well, now you really got my wheels turning. All right. I will endeavor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I will endeavor to do so. All right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right, Dirk. Well, thank you so much for the call, right. my friend. Yeah. See you later. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right. That is our friend Dirk Don. Uh, from uh, Arrogant Media, and of course, Java Fog, a couple of great YouTube channels, uh, lots of uh, fantastic content there. I strongly suggest you go to YouTube and subscribe. You'll be happy that you did. Dirk, all the way from the great state of Iowa, uh, which is also where our friend Eric Pilcher lives. Uh, As I was mentioning, it's uh, Friday, so we've got Eric Pilcher's classic film review coming up uh, today at the top of the hour at 5 p.m. This week, the subject is Pulp fiction and he's got a i believe he's got a new article going up uh tomorrow at his website pilcherspoint.com hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this hey matt it's pete from manchester how you doing pete from manchester how are you i'm great Uh, i just wanted to add on to uh dirk had some awesome information on uh, night of the living dead but yeah the um the weird part is because my wife is a huge fan and she's seen george romero speak about this he he went to change the um, the title card or something in the movie, and in doing so, he like removed the copyright part <laughs> that made it like um, you know his. So I don't know. It's like immediately upon release, it was in the public domain because of that mistake. I'll be damned! No kidding. Yeah, and then like I've I've even looked into this. I, I don't know why they couldn't have like remedied that right off the bat, or like maybe they had to have like pull it. And redo it. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know why it couldn't have been fixed back then. 
Yeah. Legally, you know. I wonder, uh, and, and I wonder if this is uh, something where the laws have changed and evolved over the years, because I wouldn't think that something like that would fly now, it, where, you know, you forget to put it, you, you know, maybe you change something so there's no visible copyright on it, so all of a sudden the copyright's invalid. I don't think that would happen today. I think the, the copyright would remain intact regardless, but maybe the laws were mm. different were different then where you had to have it on there, and if it's missing, then you're screwed. But that's interesting. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, the one other fact that I uh, that I knew about this is I think there's at this point there's over 200 versions of Night of the Living Dead made in the as like public domain. Really? I think so. I think it was so. Uh, I think it was like 181 copies. This was many years ago when I was reading it. So yeah, I mean by by now I think uh, yeah I think there's at least been. I'm going to guess there's over 200, but I think it was at least 180 something. I don't know the exact number. Well, I guess that, in, was, that was pretty cool. I guess in theory, whereas it is public domain, anyone who wanted to, they could make uh, they could make their own version of it and put it on YouTube or or put it wherever, and, uh, yeah. and people could stream it at will. So uh, you know, without any, you know, they're not going to get a copyright strike from YouTube if there's no valid copyright on it. So. And, oh, that's interesting too. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so I guess it makes sense that people would uh, people would remake it and remake it and remake it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, that's cool. That's interesting. Cool. Well, all right. All right well, I'm going to jump off. Hey, have a great rest of your show. All right, my friend. Thank you for the call. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye. All right, that is uh, Pete from Manchester. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to learn more about that. I hear somebody's uh, car horn. I've got it is so nice here. Um here in Manchester, I think it's like 65 degrees. It's just beautiful. So I had to open a window. I was talking to somebody this was a few years ago. I was talking to my friend Jay um who uh who has uh, worked in radio and I, I was I remember telling him that uh yeah, sometimes I uh you know, it, in the summertime especially it's nice to open the windows and he was like they let you open the windows? At, it, at a radio station in, in the, the studio where you broadcast from, you open the windows. He just thought it was very strange. But personally, I actually like the sounds of the city kind of bleeding into the show a little bit. I like the aesthetic of that, the audio aesthetic. I, I've always I've always kind of dug that, even if it is uh, a little bit distracting when there's a, uh, like if somebody's dog is barking. That's when I don't like it, when somebody's dog is barking. <laughs> I remember... Uh, like last summer, there was, uh, it happened several times. There'd be somebody's like right around five o'clock, somebody's dog would start barking really loud out on Elm street. It was like, Oh, but, uh, but for the most part, I, uh, I like it. And it's, you know, and I like the breeze. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, 603-250-6007 is a number. If you'd like to call in 603-250-6007, you can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And uh, we will say uh, hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat in a moment. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is uh, <laughs> give us a call at 603-250-6007. I'm laughing because Dirk is in the chat room. He just said, suddenly there's a shouting match outside with swears that get caught in the mic. Well, I'll tell you what. So I don't think anything like that has ever happened where the mics inside could clearly pick up what was being said. But there have been. It, it, it certainly has happened. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I mean, I seem to recall it happening during Paul's show, during Retro Spectrum Radio, because, you know, Friday nights, and that's, of course, uh, on tonight from 7.30 to 10 p.m. with 
our friend Paulie C. He'll be in the captain's chair, and I will be at the news desk. And, of course, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve, and I think uh, Ron is joining us tonight as well, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, a, a Friday night downtown, there's there be people, people walking around who've been imbibing, might be a bit uh, inebriated, and sometimes, you know, they can get a little loud. And uh, I think there's been at least one instance where we've, been up here doing retro spectrum radio on a Friday night and with the windows open on a warm night and the, there's a shouting match going on outside and uh, you're hearing some F-bombs. And again, you know, the mics don't pick up exactly what they're saying, but, you know, we're aware that, uh, I mean, look, if people are drunk and yelling at each other, there's going to be some F-bombs regardless, right? They're not, you know, no one, no one drunk is going to be like, hey, I'm really, um, I'm really upset. I'm really upset that you did that. They're going to be like, F, F, F. Anyway, um, I wanted to, you know what I wanted to make sure of? just want to check something here, and then we have some stuff we'll get into as well. There was some uh, couple of uh, bits of pretty big news today, one of them involving uh, Ukraine and one of them involving uh, COVID, actually. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so Eric Pilcher, who does our classic film review, and uh, this week it's Pulp Fiction, um, he also has, uh, for this week's blog post on his website, pilcherspoint.com, uh, he's got an article about the 1994 film, uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, no, about I'm sorry, about 1994 in film. So that year in film, uh, including films like Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, uh, Lion King. Wow, that was 94? Damn. Um, and the debuts of many of today's, uh, stars. Uh, so, um, so that's, uh, going up this week on his website. I think he usually posts those on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. And Eric, I know you're in the chat. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, but the articles that Eric posts at pilcherspoint.com usually tie in or coincide in some way with the film review that he does for us here on Friday's show. Also, the other thing I wanted to let you know is Eric was on this week's WPYP-TV, the program hosted by the great John Hopwood or John C. Hopwood. Sometimes he likes to include the C. And uh, and Eric was, uh, once again, he's been on that show several times now. He was on that show with John this week on uh, Channel 23 here in Manchester discussing The Godfather. Uh, They always discuss films on that show when uh, Eric goes on. And that is up and available now Uh, But I want people to know, in case anyone's been looking for it and hasn't been able to find it, I I always archive it on uh, on IPM Nation, but it's not on our YouTube channel. It's on our Daily Motion channel. And I did share it out earlier on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. So if you're looking for it on YouTube, unless John was able to upload it, I wasn't able to because of copyright issues. Speaking of, it's funny, you know, I was just mentioning copyright strikes when our friend uh, Pete from Manchester was on the line. Because they they use clips uh, from The Godfather in John's show. So I tried to upload it to YouTube and they, you know, because you never know. It's always a a guess. They might block it or they might say, well, you've got copyrighted material. We're not going to block it, but we're not going to let you monetize it, which is fine. But uh, in this case, they just blocked it. You know, I didn't get a copyright strike for it. I just got a notice that said, sorry, your video is blocked. So... Uh, so I put it up on Daily Motion instead, and I also put it up on Rumble. Um, so I didn't put it on BitChute because they don't accept the video format that John's show is in. I don't know why. It's very odd. But uh, anyway, 
So there you go. So that is up and available if you would uh, like to see that. And uh, I, I recommend it. I, I like uh, I like the two of them together. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. We have a busy chat room today, as we uh, typically do on Fridays. Uh, Jenny is in the chat room and says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us and says, Good day, mates. Uh, Eric, of course, is in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but uh, they, uh, there's a large Australian uh, population there, from what I understand. Uh, Rocky Huber says, Ahoy, mates. And Rocky, of course, is uh, here from uh, right here in Manchester, New Hampshire, but there's a, uh, you know, a large uh, uh, population of uh, pirates uh, here in uh, Manchester. Uh, Ryan LeMay uh, joins us in the chat. Hello, Ryan. Very popular musician, Ryan. Uh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us. Hello, Melanie. Also, Rob Dion is in the Facebook live chat. Rob, of course, is the entertainment reporter on the morning show on Thursday mornings and does name that tune, a very popular segment there, and has his own program that runs here on WMNH 95.3 through the stage door, uh, which is uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 6 p.m. immediately following this program. Uh, let's see. Um, Eric uh, Pilcher says, Easy G, you want bad birthdays? Because Eric was saying how his birthday was ruined by Pam Smart, which he's clearly uh, quite bitter about that. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, A U.S. embassy was bombed on the exact day I was born, and the Oklahoma City bombing happened on my birthday, same as Columbine. Oh, and every once in a while, my birthday falls on Easter Sunday. And I assume that what Eric is communicating with the Easter Sunday thing is, you know, you never want and anyone, anyone who has a birthday that falls on a holiday or even very close to a holiday will tell you, you kind of end up getting screwed on presents, right? Because it's like, you know, he probably had to deal with Eric Pilcher probably had to deal with growing up occasions when it would be like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, this is for your birthday and for Easter, you know, and it's like, oh, Cadbury eggs for my birthday. Well, it's Easter and your birthday, Eric. Just be happy with that. I mean, that's probably... Cadbury eggs, by the way, can I just say, and uh, I hope there's never a point in the future where they are considering sponsoring us here because uh, if that is a possibility, I'm about to ruin it. When I was a kid, I loved Cadbury eggs. I loved getting an Easter basket full of Cadbury eggs. I thought Cadbury eggs were just delicious. I would literally, this is true, it's disgusting but true. I would eat them for breakfast. I loved Cadbury eggs so much. And I even went through a phase where there was one Easter I, after the Cadbury eggs I received on Easter uh, were gone. You know, I had a paper route. I had a little cash. I would uh, stop at the store on my way to school and buy some Cadbury eggs and eat them for breakfast. How I didn't end up with type 2 diabetes, I don't know. But, uh, but can I just say, um, you know, and I'm sure this is common. I'm sure a lot of us have food. Usually, though, it's, it's you know, maybe there's a food that you didn't like when you were a kid, you know, because when you're a kid, you're a picky eater. But when you're an adult, you're open to more different kinds of food. So maybe there's something you didn't like when you're a kid, but you like now. For me, with Cadbury eggs, it's the opposite. I loved them when I was a kid. But thinking about eating one now, I almost like I've got the burning sensation in the back of my throat because I started to throw up in my mouth a little and I had to swallow it back down. I mean, I'm a professional, so I just keep going. But but my God, are those disgusting. I don't know how anyone can eat those. They are so nasty. Is there anything nastier than a Cadbury cream egg? 
But uh, no offense if you're uh, going to be enjoying some for the Easter holiday, but uh, good luck to you. Uh, you know, hey, that's less for me, and that's just fine. You you have them. Oh, thought we had a call. It was probably the uh, Easter bunny, and he got so mad he hung up. He heard me, uh, or perhaps it was Mr. Cadbury. See, Eric Pilcher says, I love Cadbury eggs. How do you eat those, Eric? They're so nasty. They're gooey. They're, they, oh, they, and then your fingers get all sticky just trying to eat it. And, oh, it's so gross. Oh, seriously, I don't know how I enjoyed those when I was a child. I just don't. It is baffling to me. Uh, EZG is calling us back. Hello, Eric. Hey, I wasn't going to call back, but you're talking about food. It was funny because my yes. father. You know, my memory was a great cook. He used uh-huh. to call. He used to make uh, pig's feet and uh, liver and onions. My father used to eat that all the time. But he said, one thing I won't eat anymore is baked beans. He says, no thanks. Baked beans. I like baked beans. Yeah, he ate that too much as a kid, though. He said, I won't have it as an adult. Well, how do you feel? About- he'll eat anyone, almost anything. How do you feel about Cadbury eggs? Uh, I don't really like them. I'm yeah, not, they're I'm not really a big. Uh, yeah, they're disgusting. Candy you know why you don't like them? Because they're disgusting, and no one should eat them. They're the food of Satan. Satan makes them. No, no, yes, oh yes, yes. Satan is the one who created Cadbury eggs. Yeah, I said it. They hey, want- quick funny story. I was over at the Red Barn today with a couple of friends of mine, and I, the guy brought over some, uh, you know, coffee and drinks and stuff. And I said, "Wow, I know, I know that guy. He's wearing a Matt Connerman T-shirt." Huh? Hello? I'm sorry. I was trying to understand your story. Who who was wearing the shirt? I was the Red Bar and a couple of friends of mine this morning, and, and a guy, you know, brings over the coffee and drinks and stuff for the right? breakfast and stuff. And he said, I said, hey, I know that guy. I said, where'd you get that T-shirt? He goes, well, I happened to be over at Buddy's, and uh, Matt was there, and he gave me a T-shirt. He goes, wow. I said, that's a nice oh, story. Oh, Chris from Buddy's is who you're talking about. No, no, no! This is a, the guy. This is not, not Christmas buddies. This is another guy. Just happens to be working at the Red Barn. Was wearing one of your T-shirts. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's and I asked good. Him how he got one. He said, "Well, I, I bumped into Matt at the Bunnies a while back, and he gave me a free shirt." Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. You remember. seem really happy about it. Well, good, good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you know. I never seen anybody wearing one of those shirts, uh, you know, <laughs> out in the real world. Well, there you go. Well, expect to see more of it, EZG. Expect to see more of my shirt and less of the Cadbury eggs going forward. Yeah, well, I'll make sure that I don't give you more Cadbury eggs down the road then. Yeah, I will tell you this. If I see Pam Smart wearing a Matt Connerton Unleashed t-shirt, yeah. I'll be all in favor of letting her out of jail. And then her and the oh, Moose boy. can finally hook up. And then yeah, she'll ruin all of her birthdays. The Moose is listening. The, uh, Peter's listening on the show today. The, uh, that was a quite a wild episode. Peter said, "You're you said, that's disgusting. How could you like uh, Pamela Smart?" And Moose would say, "Oh boy, she's good looking." And and then Peter would say, "Come on now." He likes her. Has he seen oh, her? Well, well, another quick story. The when I, oh. that guy was confronting me with the Moose there about the Moose. He says, "Yes." Oh, there was another guy. Now, this is a, a lighthearted question. He goes, "Is the Moose really that dumb?" And I said, Jeez. "No, it's just for the radio." Some guy asked me that one time. Uh huh. Yes, you fell for the trick. You know, you know, it was all the ball bearing we do on the show. The ball said, bearing. It's just, it's just the, uh, <laughs> the Moose is a real smart guy. So just, Eric. He just plays that for the radio. Eric, it's it's ball. It's the, the, the term is ball breaking, 
Please don't go around. Tell, right. Please don't go around telling people there's ball bearing going on on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, is, you're right. That is an, uh, well, we, well, we just uh, well, we forget saying that word. Yeah, that that'll, every, that's uh, we don't do that here. Now that's it's on. All, uh, it's all for the radio. That, that sounds better. It's all for the radio. That, you know, we, we all, yeah, we that, all play up in the radio. The ball bearing is Matt Connerton unsheathed. This is a, what we're talking about. Is ball. Yeah, breaking. true. Yeah, you know, you know the moose. He's a, he's a great guy when the lights shut off. You know. He, he just he just plays that way for the radio. Did you just say he's a nice guy when the lights shut off? <laughs> well, whoops. That's also you know for, how I'm gonna uh, you know, you know that's also I'm for the hang other show. I get myself into trouble. Sure, sorry, sorry well, Moose. Well, we just learned something about uh, you and Moose. All right, EZG, <laughs> thank you for the call. All right, I'm gonna hang up now. This is getting this is getting exciting for your other show at three a.m. That's right. right bye-bye. Yes, bye bye. Now that's uh, my friends. I think what we just witnessed is the beginning of a brand new scandal. Actually, the ball bearing is a part of your car, right? You got the ball bearing or the wheel bearing, or it's like a thing. It's like, I'm not good with tools or uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, I can swing a hammer. That's about it. But uh, isn't that what that is? It's like a part of something of something. I don't know. I don't know what these terms mean. 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Melanie caught that as well. Yes, nice guy with the lights off. Uh, Dirk Don in the chat says, in all caps, Cadbury eggs aren't nasty. You're nasty. Let me tell you something. Cadbury eggs, I believe that uh, if you eat them consistently, uh, they will turn your blood into uh, into the same substance that's in the Cadbury eggs. And, uh, and, 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 then, and that'll kill you. And that's not good. Uh, so I will, uh, you know what, I'm going to... I mean, granted, once Easter has passed, I'll probably forget all about it. But just in case I don't, I'm going to start a campaign against cat. I want to eradicate Cadbury eggs from uh, from the world. I don't think that anyone should eat them ever because they are disgusting. And the fact that not everyone realizes it just proves to me that something has gone terribly wrong on a societal and cultural level right here in the United States, and probably globally. Uh, clearly, something has gone awry if people can actually eat those and enjoy them. It's not right. It's not right. I'll tell you. Um, let's see. <laughs> Eric Pilcher in the chat says, uh, Jesus, forgive those that crucified him as they were doing it. He said, forgive them. For uh, for they know not what they do, so I would guess so. Oh, he, he was responding to something somebody else said. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, okay, I missed it. I probably uh. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, there's some things in here I probably shouldn't read. Uh, let's see. Which uh, which always gives me a chuckle. Uh, Jenny in the chat says, "Happy Passover, Happy Easter." Happy uh, Ramadan, a happy National Titanic Remembrance Day. Really? Uh, happy National Glazed Spiral Ham Day. Uh, all right. I can't get behind that last one. That's another thing. I'm sorry. Uh, a glazed spiral ham. Uh, look, I almost can't believe I'm saying this. I think I'd rather eat a Cadbury egg than a glazed spiral ham. But uh, but if you're someone who enjoys that, if if you're someone who supports that, I guess it's your day, apparently. Wow. 
Oh, Texas Mike is in the Facebook live chat, says, getting ready for my birthday date tonight with my girl, Angela. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH 95.3 FM, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, (laughs) Mike said, I'm still not the same from hearing that yesterday. Yes, yesterday we featured one of, uh, we featured Glenn R.J. Willett's newest hit single. And it was, it was something. It was something. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Chris Rose joins us in the chat from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, Melanie says, actually, no, the other ones were this, you know, referring to uh, Night of the Living Dead that we were discussing earlier. Melanie says, actually, no, the other ones were Dawn or Day of the Dead. There is only one Night of the Living Dead. Oh, interesting. I'm going to have to research this now. We're getting uh, some uh, conflicting information today. Uh, Melanie uh, says, I was in the fifth grade and living. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in the fifth grade and living by a graveyard the first time I saw it. From that point on, I had at least two zombie escape routes in every place I've ever lived. Yeah, well, you know, seeing a movie like that when you're a kid, that'll freak you out. This is, uh, I'll tell you something about me uh, from my childhood, and this is 100% true. I'm not saying this to be funny. This is legit. For years and years and years, I had to make sure when I went to bed at night that the shades were drawn. I could not have, uh, I, I, that, that window had to be completely covered in my bedroom. Had to be completely covered no matter where I was, whether I was here, whether I was spending the summer in Chicago with my mother, you know, because I'd go up, I'd spend the summers out there with her. Wherever I was, didn't matter what floor I was on, didn't matter if I was sleeping over a friend's house, the shade had to be drawn for one reason. There was only one reason for this, because I had seen the movie Salem's Lot. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir, I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Uh, based on, of course, the Stephen King book. By the way, the book is better, but, you know, that's true with most things. The book usually is better. But I'd seen the film Salem's Lot, and if you've ever seen Salem's Lot, you know... There's a scene, well, actually, more than one scene because it happens more than once, but where the kid is in the bed and his dead brother, who is now a vampire, comes floating up to the window and starts knocking on the window for his brother to come and let him in. And it terrified me. And uh, for years, I had to sleep with the, uh, I had to make sure the shade was drawn and the window was completely covered for that very reason. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
Hey, Matt, it's Ron. How you doing, bud? Good, Ron. How are you? Good, thank you. Hey, tell everybody about your fear of butterflies. My fear of butterflies? Yeah, you confided me one day. You said you're terrified of butterflies. I have no... Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I was going to... But listen, um, I just want to know if I can stop by for two seconds. I got a little collection basket put together for um, for uh, Kyle and, um, you know, stuff that, that's still a wicked good shape. It's just, I'm not. I outgrew it. And uh, I won't be able to get it to him on Monday, and I don't want to mess with it tonight. So if you don't mind, if I just sneak in there real quick, drop it off, say hello, and see you later. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, you'll need to do it. Well, I'm going to go to, uh, in about five minutes, we're going to go to Eric's Classic Film Review. It'll have to be when that's running, because that door downstairs locks at 5 p.m. So ah. so I'll have to come down. So as long as as long as it's, I mean, will it be between... 5 and 5.15 p.m.? Yeah, it should be. I don't see why not. I'm already en route. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so just call me when you oh. get there, and I'll, I'll come down. Thank you. Okay, bye no bye. problem. All right, thanks, Ron. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. I didn't get the butterfly thing. That was, um, I guess it was a, there was a, a joke there, but I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it went over my head. Uh, Wayne Noel from the great state of Michigan joins us and says, you know, we were talking about birthdays earlier. Wayne says, just curious, what date is your birthday? The embassy bombing was on April 18th. Oklahoma City bombing was on April 19th. And Columbine was on April 20th, just saying. That's a tough month. Um, Eric Pilcher says, okay, uh, my birthday is April uh, 19th, 1983. Oh, Charles Richardson joins us in the chat. Charles, of course, uh, oh, he says he is 70% in for tonight's show. So, Charles, we were talking earlier about he's been under the weather, but he is the host of the Charles Richardson Show, which airs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night online from 7 to 9 p.m. He did not do a show Wednesday night, and he was talking about uh, doing a show. He did post a video earlier that he's probably going to be going live tonight, and uh, we always mention that because not only do we love Charles and got to meet him, he came up from Florida, and we celebrated our five-year anniversary here. Uh, but uh, Jenny is his primary co-host on that program. So Jenny's, uh, but uh, but he does say in the chat room, he's about 70% uh, in for tonight's show. So he's feeling better, but he's uh, still not all the way there. But uh, Charles, I uh, hope, uh, hope you feel better soon. And I uh, hope, uh, hope you're on tonight. I won't be able to see it live, of course, because I'll be here for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., uh, we're giving away a $50 uh, gift card uh, tonight. So we look forward to that. Uh, Rocky Uber says, I say ahoy, mate, now because my mom called me alcoholic because I was drinking rum before noon, and I told her, only pirates do that, mom, not alcoholics. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, Charles Richardson also likes uh, Cadbury eggs. Uh, you people, I'll tell you, you got you got some issues here. Oh, jeez. Dirk says, this is what causes the true schism in the Matt Connerton Unleashed crowd. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, boy. Um, yep. Oh, Melanie knew it. She guessed it. Shade drawn. Had to be Salem's lot. Yep. You guessed it, Melanie. Yep. That scene. I'll tell you what. I play it in my mind now, and it creeps me out. It creeps me out. 
Then much later, as an adult, I, I went through a, a phase where I had to sleep with the lights on because of uh, a, a few incidents of sleep paralysis where I thought somebody was standing over me. That's another subject. We don't need to get into that today. Melanie says, that scene is fantastic. Oh, it's very well done, but it scared the hell out of me. I mean, it's so, I mean, you know, the kid's lying in his bed and all of a sudden he hears a knock. Somebody's knocking on his window and he's on the second floor of the house in his bedroom. Somebody's knocking and he wakes up and there's his brother who died. But his brother's floating, floating. With his big, big vampire teeth ready to bite. And he's knocking on the window. Oh, still gives me the creeps. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, Melanie says, let me in. Knock, knock. Yeah, I think there's some di- there is dialogue in one of the scenes, right? Doesn't he actually say to his brother, let me in. Uh, I won't hurt you. But he really wants to turn his brother into a vampire like him because that's what happens. That's very scary. All right, it is 5 p.m., so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Uh, Eric worked hard on this one. It's Pulp Fiction, so he had to do uh, quite a bit of editing. Uh, For those of you who have seen the film, you might know, well, for one thing, Samuel L. Jackson is in it, and I think he's contractually obligated every film that he's in to have a a certain uh, minimum number of F-words. But uh, no, but Eric did a great job on the edit, and uh, I really enjoyed his review a lot. So uh, let's listen to this Eric Pilcher's classic film review of Quentin Tarantino's film Pulp Fiction. And then, of course, we will show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we'll be back for the rest of the show here. Matt Connerton unleashed on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Plenty more to come. I'm not going to kill anybody. I don't want to kill anybody either. But it probably put us in a situation where it's us or them. Try walking in one of those places with nothing but a phone. See how far that gets you? We're out of it. Yeah, well, what then? Day jobs? Not in this life. What then? Garcon, coffee! This place. Garcon means boy. This place? A coffee shop. What's wrong with that? Nobody ever robs restaurants. Why not? Bars, liquor stores, gas stations. You get your head blown off sticking at one of them. Restaurants, on the other hand, you catch with their pants down. They're not expecting to get robbed. Not as expecting anyway. I bet you could cut down on the hero factor in a place like this. Correct. Same as banks, these places are insured. Manager, he's just trying to get you out the door before you start plugging the diner. No way they're taking a bullet for the register. Customers sitting there with food in their mouths, they don't know what's going on. One minute they're having a Denver omelette, next minute someone's sticking a gun in their face. See, I got the idea. The last liquor store we stuck up, remember? Mm-hmm. All the customers kept coming in. Yeah. You got the idea, taking their wallets. Mm-hmm. Now that was a good idea. Thank you. Made more from the wallets than we did from the register. Yes, we did. A lot of people come to restaurants. A lot of wallets. Pretty smart, huh? I'm ready. Let's do it right now, right here. Come on. All right. Same as last time, remember? <laughs> Your crowd control. I handle employees. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I love you, pumpkin. I love you, honey bunny. Everybody be cool. This is a robbery. And I'll execute every last one of you. <laughs> 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 
crisp, electric dialogue in Miserloo by Dick Dale start this dizzying ride into director Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Released in 1994, and quite possibly one of the greatest years in film, this film mainly follows hitmen Jules Winston and Vincent Vega, played by Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta in his comeback role, as they retrieve a briefcase for their boss. Things do not go as planned as mayhem and calamity befall the two throughout the film. During this, we meet a vast array of memorable characters. In our first scene, we are introduced to Vega and Winston. One thing Tarantino films are known for is dialogue and relationships between characters. This conversation sets the stage for the relationship these two have and shows that even though they are in a nefarious profession, they still have time to calmly discuss regular happenings with a dash of humor. Then we hear Jackson's Jules Winston turn from his cool cat persona to ruthless killer. So tell me again about the hash bar. Okay, what you want to know? Yeah, it's just legal now, right? Yeah, it's legal, but ain't 100% legal. I mean, you just can't walk into a restaurant, roll the joint, and start puffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke in your home or certain designated places. And those are hash bars. Yeah, it breaks down like this, okay. It's, it's legal to buy it, it's legal to own it. And if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. It's legal to carry it, but, but, but that doesn't matter, because get a load of this, all right? If you get stopped by a cop in Amsterdam, it's illegal for them to search you. I mean, that's the right that cops in Amsterdam don't have. Oh, man, I'm going. That's all it is to it. <laughs> no, baby, you dig it the most. But you know what the funniest thing about Europe is? What? It's a little differences. I mean, they got the same shit that they got here, but it's just, just there, it's a little different. Example. All right, well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy a beer at McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it a Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What do they call a Big Mac? Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> What do they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go on a Burger King. You know what they put on French fries in Holland instead of ketchup? What? Mayonnaise. Uh, hey. Seen them do it, man. Yeah. We should have shotguns with this kind of deal. How many up there? Three or four. That's counting our guy? Not you. So that means it could be up to five guys up there? It's possible. We should have shotguns. And now, scene number two. Hey, kids. How you boys doing? Hey, keep chilling. You know who we are? We're associates of your business partner, Marcellus Wallace. You do remember your business partner, don't you? Now, let me take a wild guess here. 
You're Brett, right? Yeah. I thought so. You remember your business partner, Marcellus Wallace, don't you, Brett? Yeah, I, I remember. Good. Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. Did you have it? Hamburgers. Hamburgers! The cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. What kind of hamburgers? Cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. Where'd you get them? McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, where? Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger? That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I ain't never had one myself. How are they? They're good. You mind if I try one of yours? This is yours here, right? a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian, but I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? No. Tell them, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. You know why they call it that? Uh, because of the metric system. Check out the big brain on bread. You're a smart sentence. Sprite. Sprite, good. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Go right ahead. Seagulls. You know why we're here? It's over there. I don't remember asking you a... You were saying? It's in the cupboard. Something. No, the one by your knees. We happy? Yeah, we happy. Look, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't get your name. I got yours, uh, Vincent, right? But, but I, I never got yours. My name's Pitt, and your ass ain't talking your way out of it. I just want you to know how sorry we are that, that things got so... I just want you to know how with us and, and Mr. Wallace, you, you, when we, we got into this thing with the best intentions, really. I never... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. You were saying something about best intentions? What's the matter? Oh, you were finished? Oh, well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country are you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, mother... Or do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? 
what? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, mother... He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a... What? Does he look like a... No! Then why are you trying to... Brett? Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. You tried to... And my Sarah Wallace don't like to be by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. You read the Bible, Brett? Yes. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs> One could argue that the performances of Travolta and Jackson carry this film, but doing that is selling it way short. This film is filled with exceptional performances. Bruce Willis is broken down boxer Butch Coolidge. Ving Rhames as crime boss Marcellus Wallace. Uma Thurman as his wife. Even Tarantino plays Jimmy, a man that has a desperate wake-up call from Winston and Vega. And I'd be remiss to not mention a memorable cameo from Christopher Walken. However, the most underrated performance in my opinion is that of Harvey Keitel, who plays Winston Wolfe, a fixer for Wallace, who bails the erstwhile hitmen out of a major problem they have encountered. Here you go, Mr. Wolf. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, first thing, you two. Take the body, stick it in the trunk. Now, Jimmy, this looks to be a pretty domesticated house. That would lead me to believe that in the garage you're under the sink, you got a bunch of cleaners and cleansers. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wolf, under the sink. Good. I need you two fellas to do is take those cleaning products and clean the inside of the car. I'm talking fast, fast, fast. You need to go in the back seat, scoop up all those little pieces of brain and skull. Get it out of there. Wipe down the upholstery. Now, when it comes to upholstery, you don't need to be spick and span. You don't need to eat off it. Just give it a good once over. What you need to take care of are the really messy parts. The pools of blood that I've collected, you gotta soak that up. Now, Jimmy, we need to raid your linen closet. I need blankets, I need comforters, I need quilts, I need bedspreads. The thicker the better, the darker the better. No whites. Can't use them. We need to camouflage the interior of the car. We're going to line the front seat and the back seat and the floorboards with quilts and blankets. So if a cop stops us and starts sticking his big snout in the car, the subterfuge won't last. But at a glance, the car will appear to be normal. Jimmy, lead the way. Boys, get to work. Please would be nice. Come again? I said a please would be nice. Get it straight, Buster. I'm not here to say please. I'm here to tell you what to do. And if self-preservation is an instinct you possess, you better do it and do it quick. I'm here to help. If my help's not appreciated, 
Lots of luck, gentlemen. No, 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 Mr. Wolf. It ain't like that. Your help is definitely appreciated. Mr. Wolf, listen. I don't mean disrespect, okay? I respect you. I just don't like people barking orders at me, that's all. If I'm curt with you, it's because time is a factor. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. So, pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the car. Don't be looking at me like that, all right? I can feel your look. As with any Tarantino film, there is controlled chaos that happens throughout. In reviewing this film, one cannot reference The Wolf without alluding to how Vega and Winston got there. Following the confrontation in our second clip, the duo with fellow Wallace soldier Marvin are going to meet their boss, where Vincent's carelessness with a gun brings a major issue to the two. Again, Tarantino shows attention to detail in this chaos by having one character, while panicked, explain the problem. What this does is it draws us to this chaos. It makes us feel as if we are a part of the problem, not watching it. You ever seen that show, Cops? I was watching it one time, and there was this, this cop on. He was talking about, about this gunfight he had in the hallway with this, this guy, right? And he just unloaded on this guy, and nothing happened. He didn't hit nothing, okay? It was just him and this guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's freaky, but it happens. Look, you want to play blind man, go walk with the shepherd. But me, my eyes, I mean, that's it for me. From here on in, you can consider my ass retired. Jesus Christ. Don't blaspheme. Hey, you know, why you freaking out on us? Look, I'm telling Marcellus today, I'm through. But well, why don't you tell him at the same time why? Don't worry, I will. Yeah, and I bet you $10,000 he laughs his ass off. I don't give a damn if he does. Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped the face? Why the dude was an accident? Oh, man, I see some crazy man, but just chill out, man. I told you it was an accident. He probably. He went over a bump or hey, something. Hey, the car ain't hit no mother. Hey, look, man, I didn't I didn't mean to shoot this. I don't know why. Well, look at this mess, man. We're on a city street in broad daylight here. Believe it, man. Well, believe it now, man. We gotta get this car off the road. You know, cops tend to notice like you're driving a Just car. Just take it to, to a friendly place, that's all. This is the valley, Vincent. Marcellus ain't got no friendly but places in the valley. But you was in the town, man. What you doing? I'm calling my partner in Toluca Lake. Where's Toluca Lake? It's just over the hill here, over by Burbank Studios. If Jimmy's ass ain't home, I don't know what we gonna do, man, because I ain't got no other partners in 818. Jimmy, yo, how you doing, man? It's Jules. Just listen up, man. Me and my homeboys, man, we're in a car. We gotta get off the road pronto. I need to use your garage for a couple hours. One could argue that this is Tarantino's most well-known film. It certainly launched him into the realm of mainstream consciousness, despite this being his second picture. His first was the classic Reservoir Dogs. This film was nominated for seven Academy Awards. This includes Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for the Resurgent Travolta, Best Supporting Actor for Samuel L. Jackson, Best Supporting Actress for Uma Thurman. It did win an Oscar for Best Screenplay. The Just Because Deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. 
There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Other banks go out of their way to make redeeming credit card rewards needlessly complicated, like how they require minimums or force you to use your rewards before reaching some arbitrary expiration date. But Discover isn't like that. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, at any time. So you'll never have to jump through hoops. Unless you're like a trapezist, then by all means, go right ahead. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Some may argue that this is not Tarantino's best film. And that would be a fair argument but it is the start of what he is known for. Eclectic soundtracks, verbose dialogue, rich characters, and a vast array of homages to spaghetti westerns and film noirs. For anyone looking to see what makes Tarantino one of the greatest directors, this film is an excellent example, and you would be hard-pressed to find those that disagree. Join me next week when we take a look at the classic political thriller 1962's The Manchurian Candidate, starring Frank Sinatra. For WMNH and Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. Welcome, everybody. Boy, that was weird with the music at the end there. <laughs> ending on a, uh, certainly ending on a minor key. Welcome back, everybody. As we uh, cruise into our final segment of this week's, uh, well, today, but it's the end of the week of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. It is Friday, April 15. 2022. Welcome, everybody. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are sponsored by the Hopknot right across the street in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. Uh, they've got uh, those great, uh, delicious gourmet pretzels and an ever-growing assortment of craft beer. Also, it's Friday night, which means they've got live music going on at the Hopknot. Sam Robbins is scheduled to perform there tonight. 
So they do a lot there. You know, Wednesday nights is industry night. Thursday nights they have trivia night hosted by the great Bill Cini. Friday nights they have live music. Uh, they've got these uh, gender blender events that happen uh, intermittently. Um, and, of course, uh, they've got Juneteenth coming up in a couple of months, and we'll have more details on that as it gets closer. But uh, we do so love the Hopknot, and I suggest you stop in and, uh, and enjoy. It's, uh, it is a wonderful place. And uh, Rob Azevedo uh, joins us here at the news desk. Hello, Rob. How you doing? Very nice. well. Be- beautiful Thanks. day, huh? Ah, oh, beautiful. I was just at a um, lacrosse game, and it was nice to be out there. Really nice. Oh, very good. Gorgeous out there. Very and good. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, the music, the movie review that you just had on Pulp Fiction. I loved it. Oh yes, that's our friend Eric Pilcher yeah. from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I was so glad he gave props to uh, Harvey Keitel, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, and his part in it is great. Oh. You know, he has a small part, but it is a it's it's a good one. Oh, the best. <laughs> yeah, the best. Clean, get got to clean up all those little bits of brain and skull, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty please with a cherry on top. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I haven't seen that. T- well, let me ask you. Yeah. Now, um, we were talking the other day. John Hopwood was here, and yep. we were uh, we were discussing this. I, so my my read on Pulp Fiction is, to me, but th- granted, I haven't seen it since it came out, so it's been a long time. So okay. maybe I'd feel differently about it if I watched it again. To me, I've always thought of it as a good movie, but not necessarily a great movie. I like it. But I don't love it, mm-hmm. and it's there's one thing about it that bothered me the, the the time that I did see it. And again, maybe I need to give it a second watch, because there are things that I watched when I was younger that I'll watch now, and it's like, oh, sure. okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it then, but I I just I always felt the the sort of the middle part of the film, mm-hmm. the section with uh, that focuses on the Bruce Willis character. Yes. I I remember watching that and feeling like it was too long. And maybe that could have been tightened up a little bit because I, I think it's the, the pace of the film changes mm-hmm. and, you know, it's got a beat and a rhythm to it. And then they get to that part and it just seems, everything seems to slow down, slow down a little bit. And I didn't, I didn't like it. And I just felt like they could have tightened, Tarantino could have tightened that up and, and maybe, you know, maybe slow it down a little bit. But it, to me, it just, um, it slowed it down too much and it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit, you know, and then. Ultimately, ultimately, I uh, forgot to mute my phone. Ultimately, I got right back into it. But I can appreciate that. Uh, what you're saying, uh, I have feelings like that about. Uh, I love the movie Gangs of New York, but um, the whole part with uh, Diaz and Leonardo DiCaprio there that slowed the film down. Yeah, you know, you don't know too much about. You, you understand Bruce is a broken down old boxer. Uh, and his, do you need the love interest, uh, which kind of does slow things down? Because what is her role in there besides being a cute little thing? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh. But I loved, uh, I loved that movie. But you know, Reservoir Dogs kicked it off the whole Tarantino yep. wave. Um, and I just watched the other night for I don't know a number of times. Uh, um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Have that, you seen that? I haven't seen it. They were uh, there was a lot of discussion about it though in the Facebook live chat. Were, what were people saying? Uh, this was uh, this was a couple days ago. I don't, oh, okay. I don't remember exactly, but it but it came mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah, that, that I have not seen, but uh, everything I hear about it, it's really positive. Right, and it's always the same actors. Like Tarantino seems to he likes call to... in Kurt Russell. You, you yeah. know, Kurt Russell is going to show up somewhere. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously with Brad and uh, Leo. Uh, yeah, I love all, I love. Everything except I forget one movie that Tarantino made that I just thought was god awful. Maybe his second to last one. 
Uh, but yeah, man, I like whatever everything he does. Do you remember what it was? The one, um, you, the one that you didn't it like. It was the se- it was all took place in one cabin. Um, oh, the seven where there's. I know the one you mean because Jenny was watching that one day, and I I wasn't really getting. I wasn't into it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like I I thought it was. It was a winter storm. It was kind of interesting, but I it it didn't quite hold my attention. Yeah, it didn't didn't me either. I don't remember the. Is it? Is there a number in the title? Maybe yeah, I think it's seven. I seven think something. A seven in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it didn't quite. It just didn't quite grab me. Yeah. So I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. Um, let's see. Well, we got a little bit of time left. Six zero three two five zero six zero seven. If you'd like to get in with a call, oh, there you oh, go. And we have a call. We'll see who's on the line here. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. Scott Robinson. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well. The Hateful Eight. Ah, ah. Eight. okay. Yes. So we were right that it had a number, but we were wrong about what number it was. <laughs> the Hateful Eight. It wasn't yeah. The Grateful Seven. It was the Hateful Eight. <laughs> gotcha. Did you like it? I think all Tarantino's movies are awesome. Yeah. Except for Jackie Brown. Oh, right. I think you even said that in the chat room the other day. See, I actually liked Jackie Brown. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I saw it in the theater, and I I thought it was good. But, um, yeah, The Hateful Eight. Oh, it was I, good. I, yeah. But it wasn't up there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Not not his best. Not his best. Some people love that movie. I'm not a huge fan of that one either, but uh, yeah. some people love it. True, true. What did you, What did you say, Scott? Did you see Inglorious Bastards? Yes, that yeah. movie I love. I love that movie. Yeah. Great I film. Think he, I think he's just, he, the guy's amazing in my opinion, but. Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Natural Born Killers, yep. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. What is that? That was his probably darkest movie. Yeah, man. Um, Django. I like Django. I haven't seen Django yet. I, I need to. What did you say, Scott? Oh, the Django Unchained is awesome too. But did you see? Uh, remember Rodney Dangerfield in uh, yeah. Natural Born Killers? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a sweaty that robe. So dark. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And what about what? What about True Romance? Way back, I loved True Romance. If True you remember Romance that, is awesome. Yeah. Yep. yep. I had a problem. I I had a problem with that movie, and maybe I would like it better if I saw it today because it was a long time ago. But my problem, the problem I had with True Romance, I I didn't like the main characters enough to mm. actually care about what happened to them. I did not connect to the characters at all. Do you see this watch? Well, I I had this. I held this watch in my butt for four years. <laughs> well, that's a great, yeah, yeah. But I didn't connect the the, the Christian Slater and the Patricia Arquette characters. I didn't connect to. Uh, no, the uh, scene with the wa- no, that's really uh, funny. Classic. That that is great. That is great. And maybe it's worth watching again just yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Just for that. Yeah. yeah. That is a great scene. My Tarantino top three are Reservoir Dogs, yep. Pulp Fiction, and then Inglorious Bastards. I'm with you. Yeah, I love those three. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. With a prob- close four. Oops, sorry. No, go ahead, Scott. With a close four being the, um, not Kill Bill. Um, oh, Kill Bill. The I- vampire I- one. Till Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Kill Bill, I did not get into at all. I, I get- not not for me. No. Not for me. I, I Actually, I tried to Who watch it. Out? 
I, I remember trying to watch it. I got, I think I got maybe 20, 30 minutes into it. I was like, this is just not for me. Couldn't do it. Which one? <laughs> the first one, the, the, whichever one started it. Yeah. I was not, not yeah, into it. The, no, nah, me either. I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what about you, Rob? Uh, Kill Bill? Yeah. No. No, no, I didn't feel that either. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, I'd probably watch. I could probably watch that daily. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Have a great night. All you right, too, Scott. Sir. Thank you so much for the call. Take care. All right. That was our friend Scott Robinson. Sounded like he was uh, calling from the car. And we have another call. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, this is Johnny. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, How John. are you? Ah, not too bad, dude. Um, so just real quick, um, Natural Born Killers, um, is that not like an Oliver Stone movie? Did I, am you, I wrong or? You may be right. I'm looking, I was looking at. Um, Did Tarantino write it though? He played a role. That's what I was trying to figure out. He could have written it. I don't know. I'm not sure if he had anything to do with it. I could be totally wrong. I just heard you guys talk about it and I was going to, wait a minute. You know, like, I'm going to try to do some research. me off guard. Yeah, Rob. Rob is looking it up. Um, okay, but yeah, Oliver Stone directed it, right? But I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, I know he directed it. Oh, I just don't he, know who yeah, wrote it was. It was Tarantino's script. Tarantino wrote and, it, and he okay. hated how um, Oliver Stone directed it. Oh, I didn't okay, know that. Cool, cool. Oh, interesting. Yep. All right. Yeah, this is one of the things I just heard. Now, just kind of, hey, what happened? Yeah, all right. <laughs> All right, John. Anyways, thanks for taking the call, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. Sure. Thank you for the call. Bye bye. I'm going to guess. You bye. too. All right. Well, if you want to get in with a quick call, 603 250 6007, 603 250 Yeah, and he's, he's I, I don't remember now, but Tarantino's in it too, right? Doesn't he have a small part? Like, a, is it a cameo in, in Natural Born Killers? Um, I don't remember him being in that. Obviously, I okay. remember him being um, in Pulp Fiction, and I loved his role in Pulp Fiction that. Um, Mm. You know, he's he, when those two guys show up, and uh, yeah, I just loved his role in there. He's done a good job. You ever watch any of his interviews? Yep, yep. Are, are you impressed with him or no? Oh, Do very. You, yeah. yeah, 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 very. Yeah, Hopwood was kind of kind of down on him a little bit. He, he didn't seem to to be like he he seemed to respect his talent, but he, I don't know. Uh, hard to explain. EZG is uh, calling though. We'll get his uh, hey. his expert opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Eric. Hey, uh, it's easy calling back. Hey, uh, yes, we a know. Question for the, uh, the uh, Rob there. When you do your show on Wednesday at the Bookery there yeah. with Hunter, what kind of music does the lady play? Oh, you'll love it, man. It's like right up your alley. Uh, April Cushing. Um, she's like April Cushing ish. Um, yeah, she's right up your alley, man. Acoustic. Uh, oh, like country music? Uh, no, it's got a little bit of a country flair to it, a little bit of pop. Uh, she's really good, man. I, I, I am predicting right here. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, her. You, it's you, five. You, you say she's really good. So it's five. You say she's really good. She must be really good. Yeah, it's five thirty-four on Friday, uh, the fifteenth, and I predict by six oh seven on the twentieth of April, you will have already fa- fallen in love with Hunter, and she will be your new female infatuation musician. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, she's as good as Amanda McCarthy. Come <laughs> on now. Well, uh, she's going to give an old, old Amanda a run up, uh, run for her money. That's for sure, my friend. Well, we'll find out next Wednesday. I'll see you there. Uh, but I, I need your call. honesty. I need you to come back and tell Matt and me that 
you need to be honest and say, okay, she's she's in the club. All right, I'll I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll call up Matt and I'll give him an honest um, honest opinion on Thursday on the show. And I I'll mean, sa- I'm, I'm going to phone call, yes. Okay, and I'll save you a seat, a nice seat. Oh, great. All right, we'll see you on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. All right, pal, thank you for coming. All we'll right. Talk to you then. Thanks, Bye-bye. Eric. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, he's going oh. to fall in love with her. I think his heart belongs to Amanda, though. Oh, I think it does. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, he tries to balance Amanda and uh, April and the other, uh, Kate, Katie. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Katie Dobbins. Yeah, yes. Katie Dobbins. Um, he tries. He does his best. But you're right. His heart does uh, goes right to Amanda. Absolutely, absolutely. By the way, yes, Eric Pilcher in the chat says... Uh, Tarantino disavowed uh, or disowned rather natural born killers uh, said Oliver Stone changed way too much. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. So what, what is it that you've got coming up uh, Wednesday night yeah, uh, at the bookery? Up. Oh, yeah. so uh, uh, at the bookery, we, we are starting to granite state of mind and the bookery have kind of teamed up mm. throughout the summer. Once a month, we're going to do a live broadcast down there. And um, it's usually the third Wednesday. It's going to be this April 20th. And uh, Hunter, who's a fantastic singer-songwriter from the Seacoast, uh, she is in a band leader. She's coming in with as a duo or a trio. And it's just like our show here, Matt, except we have a live studio audience. And we record it. And I do the interview. And they play songs and interview songs. So expect about five to six songs by Hunter. Straight-up interview. And the first one we did was with Joey Clark. Uh, I had no idea if anybody would show up, and we had a full house, so I'm hoping for the same. It's free. You can't beat the bookery to hang out, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful store. They sell beer and wine and a little bit of food, and it's a, it's a fun hour. So I hope everybody comes down April 20th. And then um, don't forget, Record Store Day is the 23rd, mm. and the bookery has a real cool thing going on. If you are a musician out there, for $40, there's going to be a company at the bookery that are doing live, uh, that are doing recordings. So say I was a musician, I can go down there, play two songs for $40, and that those two songs get pressed onto a 45 front and back. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and oh, you can leave cool. with a record, man. Oh. So, um, And I think they only have four slots open. Uh, but I highly recommend if you, you know, just for the nostalgia of it, you yep. know, to see what, uh, you know, what things look like back in the day, back in the 70s and even 80s uh, where we would go. I mean, I spent so much time at uh, record stores when I was a kid uh, going through the 45s and looking for good B-sides. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, um, yeah. yeah, you know, step back in time a little bit. And that's something you'll always be able to have. Huh. And the recording will sound a little bit different than what you would do on your, uh, you know, a recording in a studio or yeah. uh, playing it over a CD or an MP. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so very that's nice. nice. So get on down there. But again, Hunter. And then tomorrow night, Pembroke City Limits is back ah, up in. Yep, excellent. Yep, yep Pembroke City Limits. Uh, that's my place up at 250 Pembroke Street. In, and I have a barn, and we're putting on a show tomorrow night, uh, a gathering. And uh, that is at 7 o'clock, and we're doing a tribute to Towns Van Zant, and we have some high-quality, total-quality musicians coming there. Uh, it's BYOB, so if you show up, bring your idol, sell food or beer. So if you want to just come and hang out, the door will be open for you. Everything's all straightened out? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. For Good. the most part. <laughs> until I get my next uh, cease and desist letter. Nah. 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 
All right. Well, that's that's good. What what do you uh, what do you have coming? And up? then we uh, have Brian Wall tonight. Brian Wall is a singer songwriter from Nashua. I think it's Nashua. Uh, he's coming in tonight, and he's going to play. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to spin a bunch of tunes, and then Brian's going to come in, and then I'm going home, man, and just going to chill out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, no, that's cool. It's at, now uh, at the at the what do you call it again? Pembroke City Petty, Limits. Pembroke City Limits. It's a take on uh, you know Austin. Oh, City right, Limits. right, right. Yeah. Are you are you going to be doing a lot there this summer? Well, yeah, one a month. Oh, one a month. Yeah, okay. one a month until the uh, end of September, and then that'll be it again. Yeah. Uh, but so this month uh, is Towns Van Zant. Next month on the fourteenth, we have uh, the Night Blinders from Manchester are going to play with Ward Hayden and the Outliers, who are a Boston-based band. Really, really good. Mm. Uh, so they're coming up. And then we got a Tom Petty tribute, I think, in June. And in July, we're doing a blues, straight-up blues night. So, you know, see how it goes. The, yeah. the, the barn looks pretty sick, though, man. Yeah. Got, yeah, we got a lot of sound equipment in there now. And not one piece of it is mine. Um, but, you know, very generous people up there. And That's awesome. So, yeah, so I'm psyched about it. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, people always need more places to be able to play yeah. and, and do original music. You know, it's... it's um, it, you know, I, I I mean, I know from my own experience in the scene and, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's one thing if, you, you know, if you're doing covers, you can find places to play. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing original music, it's a little bit harder. Yes. You know, there are places, but but the scene always needs more places. Yep. And so that's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah, I love it, man. It's, it, it looks good. And um, yeah, I just uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And right, right there on Route 3, right? Right on Route 3. Right. On, right across from the police station, ironically. Yes. So, uh, yes. But I went over to the police this week. I said, hey, man, we're having another gathering, so I just want to let you know. Yep. I said, good for you. Good, good. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I mean, what? You roll the dice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. What time do, do the shows start there? 7 usually? o'clock. 7 so any people yeah. start showing up around 6, and, you know, people clear out of there by 10, 1030. So it's not a big, you know, don't get the impression that it's a big old, you know, it's my home. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. So it's not like you know it's it's uh it's not uh, drunk Matt, drunken debauchery. At Matt, 2 one comment about Elm Street. This is yes. getting pretty uh, brazen, man. I was at Copy Express today getting some stuff printed out, and I was waiting, and I'm looking out the window, and I was looking at a couple homeless guys, um, addicts. I mean, I'm just going to straight up call them, it was addicts. Yeah, needles, needles, right there. They're like booting right there in the oh. middle of the day. Jeez, really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, needles right on the right on the sidewalk. Like they're just picking them up and. I don't know. I think I saw a guy put one into his knuckle today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I feel like we always see a little bit, you know, with every year with uh, when the warm weather starts yeah. to set in, you know, we, we notice uh, uh, people being, as you said, a little bit brazen about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> unfortunately, tis the world we live in. Tis the world, man. Yes, yes. Well, we will begin to wrap up, and uh, Rob can get settled in, but thank you all. And, uh, of course, if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit, including Eric Pilcher's review of Pulp Fiction at uh, WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, so Rob is up next at 6 p.m. with Granite State of Mind, and I want to make sure, too, I remind everybody, because we have Retro Spectrum Radio coming up at... 7.30, 7.30, from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, here in the Eastern Time Zone. And I want to um, get this right from Paul's post. I want to make sure I have the details right. Uh, so tonight's winning jackpot has risen to $50. That's right. 
Tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio, we'll be playing 20 songs that all have one simple thing in common. Be the first to call in with the correct answer at 603-250-6007 and win a $50 Visa gift card. The fun starts at 7.30. Uh, so of course you can, uh, if you're locally, if you're local here in Manchester, you can listen on uh, 95.3 FM, and of course you can listen from anywhere at wmnhradio.org. But uh, be sure to tune in tonight. So you know, uh, as I'm sure you know, Rob, every week is a theme yeah. on the program. But tonight, listeners get to guess the theme. I'm going to guess this. Yes. Well. Oh, you mean you're literally guessing that? I, or? I'm going to guess that it's going to be. Mm, mm, I don't know. I don't want to give it away. Seems too obvious. Uh, I heard I jackpot. Uh, mm, we shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. So that is tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio. And uh, also, too, uh, don't forget Sam Robbins is playing tonight at the Hopknot. And there is a 70% chance that the Charles Richardson show uh, will be online from 7 to 9 p.m. tonight uh, with uh, Jenny, of course, as uh, Charles's uh, co-host on that program, uh, along with his wife, Alyssa. And uh, if uh, if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at MattConnerton.com. And everybody have a safe and Happy Easter weekend, and I'm going to get out of here. Stick around. Rob is up at uh, next at 6 p.m. with uh, Granite State of Mind, and I will talk at y'all a little bit later, actually at 7.30. Bye, everybody. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Now, text grade to 323232. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232.